Okay, before we get into it, I would like to just genuinely thank everyone who like reached out to me, or I assume you too. Yeah, but, um, the one per no that the it was actually we got more feedback than I thought we would. Yeah, I had a bunch of people reach out to me via like text or uh, even a couple people called me. Just like I just want you to know how much I genuinely support that or not support that appreciate that if you reached out to support us it was really awesome yeah i also just want to add um a thank you to any of my mom's friends who actually listened to that Mm -hmm. um and bared with it because (laughs) i don't think we talked about mom friend friendly things Mm -hmm. um but if they're here for it great keep coming like that's why we're introducing a new segment (laughs) it's the mom friend hour where we only discuss things that our mom's friends would approve of. Like dicks. Uh, that's not exactly what I, <laughs> I was... My thoughts were more like, what's Frankie's niece up to these days? That's, and who's that's getting it. divorced? And whatnot. But yours are good too. But yeah, thanks to everybody yeah, who listened. Thank you. <laughs> thank you genuinely for listening and showing support because that is very much appreciated. Sophia, how was, how was your day today? I'm just going to give you a lowdown and you can piece these things together. I woke up, immediately went and got coffee, and then two seconds later decided I needed to get those like under eye, like pore strips Mm -hmm. because that's how my morning was going. And that (laughs) solves absolutely nothing, but it happened. Yeah, but it helps the vibe. It helped the vibe. Um, And it was all downhill from there. How's your Aren't day? most days all <laughs> yeah, downhill? <laughs> I, it's going to get progressively worse, Very I Very rarely like, so. does a day peak at like 3 p.m. Yeah. Uh, my day was good. I had several hours of Zoom calls that often felt like they would never end. So, you know, that's cool. I did have... So, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but my Zoom class that I literally just got off of like five minutes ago... Uh, the chat was completely unmoderated, so we were all just kind of going crazy. Uh, everyone was talking about uh, the emotional experience they got from like the emoji movie, or just like things like that. Just like completely clowning on this professor in the Zoom chat, and a TA comes in about like a good twenty minutes into us just nonstop memeing to be like, "Hey guys, so the uh, the chat is actually recorded. He's gonna see everything later." So we're all just like, oh, guess we're screwed. Um, so y'all what, can keep me from jail this upcoming semester if you want. Yeah, I was going to say what's funny to me is there was like an article today in the Freep um, about how the Zoom calls that they claim are recorded so that students internationally who are on time zone differences can watch the class whenever are actually for university lawsuit purposes... So that they can cover their own ass. Like if some, I, I don't fully understand it. I didn't really read the article. But I hope to God that there's like some kind of subpoena or something that like warrants a chat about the emotional response to the emoji movie. I'm sorry. Can we just can we just back up what <laughs> for lawsuit purposes? Yeah, I what? again, this is like this is a clusterfuck because I didn't even read the article, but I saw a headline. Oh, yeah, you can find it if you want. But I like the idea of that because now that chat 
if that's like memorialized just, with the recording, that's going to be in a court of law. It's just a memorialized forever. Yeah. Well, I posted several screenshots of the chat in my Twitter. Go, feel free to go follow me on Twitter at it's Liam Allen. That's my Twitter handle. If you want to go see those screenshots, it's, it's a conceptual Twitter. Yes, exactly. Um, I'm pulling up the article right now because I'm not sure I feel comfortable with a bunch of lawyers going through every Zoom chat I've ever sent. Well, I today I didn't know that um, if you do a class on Zoom that's also in person, mm-hmm. your like the gallery view of the people who aren't present is on the screen. I don't know mm. if every professor does that, but mine had like all of our faces projected on his screen, and I was rolling my eyes at him like half the <laughs> class because he was being a dick, and. <laughs> I caught like in the corner of the screen my face like on the huge projection, <laughs> and he had no idea because his back is but facing just everyone it. Else yeah, so now everyone's like, okay, like she's out. not worth my time. Yeah, um, I'm a little concerned if the university is going to go over every chat we've ever sent. Um, me and Grace have this running joke. We have one class together. I talked about it last time, but um, I'll send her like a text. It'll be like. I saw some girl in my Zoom classroom and I'm going to shoot my shot. Okay? She's like, go for it. And so then I'll start messaging her through Zoom chat like, hey girl, you got a boyfriend? Oh, that's And she'll funny. be like, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, I won't tell if you won't. And uh, I really don't need the university to read those because out of context, that doesn't look yeah, great so, for me. Yeah, so what you're saying is you sexed in the Zoom chat. No, and no, that's no, 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 gonna... <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's not I wonder sexed. if people do that. I have to imagine it's happened at least a couple times. Can you send picture? Can you send media? You can send uh, PDFs and then other people can download the PDF. <laughs> if somebody goes out of their way to take a PDF nude, they deserve, <laughs> like that should be in the chat. Everyone, that should be accessible. For everyone. Well, there are like so many videos online of people like forgetting their cameras are on, are on and like going to the bathroom or like changing or something right on the Zoom call. Um, I love, there was a video going around uh, early last year, like when Zoom University was first starting of some guy in a huge lecture who thought he was so cool, started shotgunning beers like in the Zoom chat. Uh, no, like in the thing and everyone saw him and all of the uh, comments in the chat are just like, hey, screw you. You're not cool. Go away. Like, shut up. Well, yeah, the first, I think, day of Zoom. No, no, no. It was the second week because I was too comfortable at that point and my boyfriend lives two hours away and mm-hmm. I decided to make my class a podcast that I would listen to on the ride there. Mm-hmm. So... She got frustrated with me, my professor, because she was like, Sophia, why is your camera off? And I was like, Deb, I'm in the car. I'm driving. And she was like, if you get in a car accident, I am not liable for anything. This is illegal. And I was just like, what's the difference of this versus... Like, I got... I told you, I got a $200 speeding ticket for listening to One Direction on the expressway. So, like, there are more dangerous things to worry about, but... Well, just to be clear, it wasn't a $200 ticket for listening to One Direction. (laughs) That's how I saw it, though. Okay. But it was a speeding ticket that occurred while you were listening to One Direction. Yes. (laughs) The officer didn't see you vibing from his cruiser like now. Well, I tried to, like, charm him because I'm annoying and... (laughs) He was like this 70-year-old Ohio State Patrol guy. Mm-hmm. And he was not... I don't know why I went for it. And like he, I rolled down the window and he was like, 
do you have any idea how fast you were going? And I said, and I quote, well, if I knew how fast I was going, I probably wouldn't have been driving that fast. <laughs> and he was just like license and registration. I felt so, I was okay, like, I'm an like, idiot. What are you supposed to say? I don't say know. I had a weird, I was like, I had a, I was about to leave the country mm-hmm. and I was like, I'm invincible. Nothing matters. I like, I don't know <laughs> what the correct response, because like, you know, we all know we were speeding, right? I'm not confused. Yeah, I like but when what he... I was, like, yes, I was going 83 miles an hour. That equates to a $150 ticket. Thanks, I just did your whole fucking job for you. I felt like such a chump. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, my mom, on the way down to drop me off at college, got a speeding ticket. Um, and I think the officer took pity on us because he saw our whole family piled into this minivan with like huge uh crates and stuff and then we heard how fast she was going like 88 miles an hour in 65 and we were like yeah maybe maybe we deserve this i have two things to that one um i was going 100 in a 65 Mm -hmm. great um second i'm surprised he didn't say anything about your crates I mean, it's like... No, if don't it's, worry, officer. It's just drugs and they're children. They're just guns and <laughs> exotic animals. In case there are any police officers listening, I don't think she was actually going 88 miles an hour. <laughs> she was probably going a very reasonable 35. What a queen. 38 at most. No, my mom has a freaking lead, lead foot. <laughs> it It's the, the worst out of anyone in my family. Um, but we do get places faster, so... So who's the winner? I Law. mean, usually her, <laughs> but every once in a while, Daddy Johnny Law comes down to bring the hammer down. I am, I'm just tired. I've been working really hard this week, uh, yeah. which I'm not, not really used to. I, <laughs> for those of you who don't know me, I, I don't work very hard at a lot of things usually. Thanks I, for listening to our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I... I work hard, but not at school things usually. I yeah. like I have my own side projects that I like to do, and I work really hard on those. But I kind of just coast by in school usually. But I'm trying not to do that anymore. And I'm trying That's to good. like buckle down and do better at school and do better at like reading, actually doing the readings I'm assigned and like doing assignments ahead of time. And I gotta say, we're we're almost done with week one of being a good student, and I'm ready to quit. Amen. It's, I fully support you in it's that exhausting. decision. Yeah, it's it's exhausting. It's stupid. What is the reward? Like, you don't want to go to grad school, do no. you? Yeah. So who gives a sh- like? I my first year, I think, like the entire I think I would say the first three quarters of my freshman year, I was like, I'm gonna get a PhD. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna become an astronaut. I'm gonna like. Mm. How's that coming? Reset. I dropped out of college for a semester. Mm-hmm. Like, I... Yeah, and then by the end of freshman year, I was like, oh my God, this is so stupid. Like, I'm paying to, like, be brutalized by random adults who mm-hmm. want me to write stupid essays and whatever. <laughs> and, like, I just fully 360 took a gap semester. And then when I came back, I was like, I'm only going to do things that I want to do. Like, that sounds so irresponsible, but... In the long run, you end up working harder because it's like yeah. you're working out of passion. No, exactly. Um, 
So keep it up. Keep up the not wanting to work. And well, like part of it is like you said, where I'm taking a lot more classes in my major this semester. So I like want to do the work yeah. more. So I'm, I'm more motivated to be doing all my assignments and stuff, but I'm not actually convinced it's even possible to do all the readings assigned for every class and still like remain sane. Yeah. Because if I were to like thoroughly read every page of reading I was assigned this week, it would be like 450 pages this week alone. And as somebody who's a, I like history, art history, double, all I fucking do is read. And I can mm. tell you, I have lost my sanity too many times for comfort. And I finally just accepted the fact that you can't, you can read everything, but you're not going to retain it if you force yourself to like beat it to death you know what I mean yeah that's the hardest part because like I'll have days where I'm super wired like yesterday I was just saying yesterday was my best self like no one interacted with me yesterday and that's a damn shame because (laughs) I was just a goddamn treasure all day quintessential me um yeah I felt you were so excited you were like let's record a podcast I'm all uh amped up I'm ready to go and by last night I was just like I Liam was like I'm trying to be a student and then I went to bed and didn't sleep um (laughs) anyway yeah so I was also big simping last night which was never a good time it's no Um, simp September what are you doing I know that's anyway come on glaze over that one um no yesterday I was like super excited to do these readings and I got like halfway through one of them took my time and I realized I don't really retain like anything when I do a ton of reading at once, mm-hmm. but sometimes there's no way to avoid it. So you just got to like fine tune how to take things out of it. Yeah. Well, boil I, it down, if you will. It's probably even worse for you. Cause like for me, when I hit a certain point, I know I'm like, I can't just like read this straight i go through and i like start finding all the like headline the headers to stuff and i'm just like all right i get the bullet points i get the main ideas and i go and then i can like speed read through something real quick and like just get all the main ideas but for you like with an art history reading i imagine you probably can't do that as much oh no well i again i go through i'll have days where i'm just excited to read and like excited to take something interesting out of what i read and then I have other days where I'm like, school is a prison. Like, I, <laughs> I'm i illiterate. Um, and that's more often what happens. But the thing is, with academic reading, you have to read for a, pur- a purpose. And you mm. don't always know what that purpose is until you get an essay assignment. So in like a perfect world, you're doing this reading and just gathering knowledge for your crystallized intelligence. But... We don't live in a perfect world, so you have to figure out ways to take out certain things because you think, okay, this might be an essay prompt eventually. And when you have to look at it from that perspective, it sucks and reading Mm -hmm. isn't fun. I don't know if you've paid any attention to how poor my eyesight is too. Like I have that thing where you squish words together with your eyes. Like my... Interesting. Yeah. I don't know what that's called, but I can't see for shit. Is it called being dumb? Yeah, no, it's actually called idiocrity. Um, You have a DBS, dumb brain syndrome? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, I was 
They actually diagnosed before I was born. <laughs> they just, they looked at your ultrasound like, yeah, that baby's gonna be real stupid. <laughs> they looked at the ultrasound, they were like, wait a second. Age four, you're still trying to put the like circle block into the square. Okay, when I was four, like... I did put my thumb in one of those like, I don't even know what they are. It's like a conveyor belt at the airport. Mm-hmm. I put my thumb in it oh. and you can't get it out. It's like a finger trap. Well, you just trap. have to cut the thumb off. My mom thought they were gonna have to amputate my hand. She was like, oh, "There's, I'm she's joking. like, there's no way in hell this kid's hand is gonna be okay." Um. Well, we're talking about stupid things we did as a child. Uh, I apparently, like, at an age older than I'm proud to admit, uh, when I would play hide and seek with my parents, I would just run to the corner of the room and turn so that I was facing the corner because it was like, if you can't see me, I can't see you, and I would sit there and just like very not quietly giggle to myself at how clever I was while they were just sitting on the other side of the room laughing their asses off because I'm just like standing there staring Aww, at a wall. You were their jester. I'm just reveling in my own cleverness. Well, I had, I'm the youngest, so I was used to being treated like the youngest and in like our neighborhood, like friend clan, I was the oldest. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think there was one older than me, but whatever. So... I always, like, would exert any, like, angst or bitterness I had towards the world onto these other, like, three-year-olds when I was mm-hmm. four. Um, and I remember we would play hide-and-seek, and I would be like, you guys go hide, I'll find you. And I would just go off and do other things. I was <laughs> like, I'm not, I don't want to play with them. I'm, I'm the oldest. I have this weird thing where, this is going to sound bad, but I'll provide context, and it'll, it'll still sound bad. But I don't, like, remember caring about my siblings at all until they were like probably five or six so i in terms like um in terms of like my sister i remember my parents telling me that i was gonna have a sister and i was so excited i was so happy i distinctly remember like jumping on all the furniture and like (laughs) sprinting laps around the house like so excited and then there's like a five-year gap in my memory and then i like remember again that my sister exists but like all the time i mean maybe because i was just young but i would have been like 10 or 12 i don't know but like i kind of don't remember a whole lot until like later on but maybe just because like when you're a baby you have no personality so i can't connect with you yet i don't know i have this is so this is so dark like i hate that i'm turning this but I'm seven years younger than my sister. So we got two different versions of my parents because like (laughs) by the time she was in middle school, I was Mm -hmm. starting elementary school. Yeah. So she graduated. I was starting middle school. We had like a three year period where just horrible things happened. Like a lot of people in my family, like we had a lot of deaths. Mm -hmm. My mom was ill a few Mm -hmm. times. Like it was really bad. I think I was nine when all that started so my sister would have been 16 Mm -hmm. and my mom will always say oh like she was so responsible she did so much she had just started driving she was applying to college like she had so much on her plate and she took such good care of you in order all I remember from that Mm -hmm. whole period and I'm banking that it's just a lot of repression that haunts me at night Mm -hmm. as I'm painfully aware but all I remember from that period of life was being annoyed as shit 
mm-hmm. because all of my mom's friends would drop off lasagna at our house. They drop oh, off brownies. Yeah. So I just remember like a three year period of being annoyed that our fridge was full of like sympathy food. Yeah, That's well, it. And that like, was my takeaway. Well, and when you're <laughs> a kid, like big stuff like yeah. that can be hard to process. Yeah. And so you notice the more like immediate things like that. Right. But you don't really have the full context for like everything like um i think i would have been i'm not sure exactly how old i was probably younger than what you were describing um but i had a cousin who had cancer and i'm pretty sure my parents like kind of explained it to me Mm -hmm. but i didn't really like you know it's not something you really comprehend as a kid right yeah i just noticed that she was like she looked different and she was like acting different right and that um just like the dynamic in my larger family kind of changed a little bit yeah but like the that's the kind of stuff you know like the immediate things like when you're interacting with people that's the stuff you notice but you don't understand like all the larger things that are the reasoning behind it that's an interesting perspective because when I was 11 like and this was like the culmination of all the stuff I was talking about we were finally like okay maybe we'll catch a break my cousin passed away and she was very close in age she was like younger Mm -hmm. and I remember the immediate effect of that obviously was just grief like across the board everybody like everyone in my family which now that people like people label COVID and everything going on right now as like a collective grief. And like, I've Mm -hmm. already had some experience with that. So I'm like in a suit of armor right now. But Mm -hmm. anyway, um, after she had passed away, like the grief was really hard to like sift through and everything. And then the fallout of that, because it was adolescence was, okay, any problems I had there on out, how -hmm. much of that is like stemming from that grief and how much of that was like predisposed Mm-hmm. You know, so like trying yeah. to iron that out. And also now that I'm older and I think back on that, even though it's more distant, I think of different aspects of it than mm-hmm. from when I was like yeah. 11. It's just interesting. Like, yeah. if anything, I think we're like, you're lucky to go through that stuff when you're younger because you have more time to iron it out and you also have like a less aware, um, you know what I mean? In some ways, yeah. But it can think, also ruin well, a that's lot. Because like, if you're not <laughs> yeah. able to deal with it at the time, yeah. then it kind of just like piles up. Right. Because it's a lot easier to deal with something kind of when it happens because then you can sort of move on from it. But if you never do and it's always sort of under the surface because you're a kid and you don't have the ability to like, right. deal with it yet, then I think it can. that's when things like that become damaging like in the long term. Yeah. So like in some ways, maybe it's less traumatic like in the moment, mm-hmm. but I think you would also internalize it more as right. a child. You're well, not yeah, and that's it. what I mean. Like, I don't want to say you have more time to like unpack things and actually look at them meaningfully, but at the same time, if that's something you're carrying with you, mm-hmm. like your perspective changes and you can see it from a lot of different angles. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The brain's crazy. True. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Just to take it back in a lighter direction. When yeah. you said, I think I got a different version of my parents than my sister. That made me think... So okay. I want to preface this. I love and appreciate my parents more than I could ever put into words. And I feel very fortunate that I'm very close with both of them. And both of my siblings I'm extremely close with. And I feel very fortunate for all that. 
But I look back on my childhood and there was definitely some BS where like my siblings got off easy on everything. And I was the one fighting all the battles to get like all the freedoms for everything. They were just able to skate by completely un- uninhibited. I don't know one oldest child who hasn't said that. It's a co- yeah, it's a collective yeah. and it, that's you know why? Cuz it's bullshit 100% of the time. <laughs> oh my. See, okay, I'm going to do and if my sister's listening to this, I say this with full confidence that she would agree. I don't think she pushed the envelope as much as I do. Mm-hmm. I got away with a lot of things. My mom won't tell you that. My mom will say she's on to me. But mm-hmm. I think I was a little more like angsty. Mm-hmm. I was a lot more angsty. Let me rephrase that. <laughs> so, yeah. So they didn't, they weren't really like, they weren't the kind of parents who were like prepared to deal with a rebellious kid. And mm-hmm. like, I wasn't rebellious, but I did a lot more stupid things, I think, than my sister mm-hmm. did. Yeah. And still continue to. Because <laughs> like, I, I pushed the envelope a lot especially as like not so much when i was younger see and i would thank you as a younger sibling Um, for doing that because you set a bar mm -hmm. i had to set my own bar in certain ways me and my brother in a lot of ways are very similar and i think he was kind of comfortable just like he would just kind of follow in what i was doing and so he never really pushed the envelope because i paved the way and he sort of followed my footsteps and uh now my sister uh, is like I think she probably pushes the envelope even more than I did in some ways yeah. where she's like ready to just get all the freedoms immediately and stuff and I'm like good for you I'm glad someone is carrying on the good fight I'm proud of her me too the, she called me in the middle of my zoom class that I just had uh, and she was like, I made JV soccer, which shout out to Sadie for making yes, JV soccer as a Mia freshman. Mia Ham yes. out here. Okay. My, Pele today, who? Today was a big day for the Grove and Pele because Sadie made <laughs> JV soccer, which so proud of her. Awesome. And Brady passed his driver's test. He's got his license. So oh, look out. Good for him. Look out, Main Roads. For real, though. Uh, <laughs> we, we got a Brady on the loose. We do. Um, <laughs> so I'm very happy for both of them. But then she just started like talking and I had to be like, I'm in class right now. Like, uh, if you want to, I can turn my mic on and you can explain to my professor why we need to chat or I can call you back tomorrow. I That's guess. funny. You should have put that in the Zoom chat. I'm sorry, professor. They could use it in a to, court of law. I have to talk to my sister. She made JV soccer and I'm very proud of her. See, today I talked to my mom and the only, re- I like, I don't call my parents every day. Does anyone? Okay, I, yeah, people yeah, do, and they're yeah. called weirdos. Yeah, <laughs> that's why people don't. Um, <laughs> no, I, I called my mom today because I got like two hours of sleep and just needed someone to tell me that I am sane and that I am not going to die from two hours of sleep, <laughs> even though it felt like it. And I have to revisit that in a second, but I was talking to my mom. I don't even know where I was going with that. No. Is that the whole story? I talked to my mom. Yeah, I talked to my mom today. Um, thanks for listening. Mm-hmm. Tune in next week. Yeah, your sleep thing. Um, the one nice thing about being a good student and like actually doing work all day 
is I'm way tired, more tired when I get to nighttime. So I can actually go to bed at like a reasonable hour. I've been able to fall asleep between like 10 p.m. and midnight pretty much every night for the past week. So that's been nice. I'm just, I didn't listen to anything you just said because I'm trying to figure out where I was taking that story. That's fine. I don't listen to most things I say anyway. <laughs> I don't know half the things I say because... My mouth is twice as fast as my brain. <laughs> yeah. is the problem. The pro- I don't have subtitles. <laughs> I'm only figuring out I what need I said subtitles. about... No, I think I, I think the point of that was literally just that it came to I had to call my mom to be mm-hmm. like, "Hi, am I okay? Am I gonna die? <laughs> am I gonna tell me from eight hundred miles away? Mm-hmm. Am I near death?" Yeah. Her answer um, was no. If you're wondering, um, no, I'm not the kind of person who's usually affected by not getting sleep. Like in general, I I'm an insomniac. I really don't sleep, mm-hmm. but every now and then, like. So I woke up today and didn't feel tired. That was the first red flag. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was on survival mode for <laughs> no reason. Well, you hit a certain point and you're like overtired. It's yeah. just like you don't feel anything. I was like, I don't really know what's metabolizing inside of me right now, but I'm going to let it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> going to um, get my little eye masks that yeah. don't do anything for my face. Uh, again, they help the vibe. I don't know if you were going to say something adding to that. But I have figured out from staring at my face on Zoom all day which plastic surgeries I need. All right, walk me through it. Which ones? Which ones we getting? I don't know the proper names on any of these things. Definitely like a jaw resharpening. I oh a jaw resharpening. Okay. Yeah, I need like a different chin. <laughs> it's just gotta go. All right. I want like I want one of those like Bella Hadid like they pull your like eyes up like through your temple so it looks like your hair is tied back way too tight i don't like that at all you just look like you're gonna avenge somebody's death all the time no that makes that makes me but it's fierce and that's what matters i have not a lot but like at least five i have gotten tiktoks in the past couple days of people just like getting nose jobs, so probably I don't know what. Zoom. Probably because they're staring. I don't. I don't a nose job. What... A nose job is the one that I don't think mm-hmm. I need. I don't know what China is trying to tell me, but <laughs> apparently, apparently, my nose is not very flattering, according to Xi Jinping. According to facial recognition technology, yeah. What's happening with TikTok? I'm so I'm in the dark. Um, Oracle put in a bid to buy it, and I think it got a. Well, it hasn't been approved by the government yet. But Tencent, which owns TikTok, was like, yeah, we'll sell it to you guys. That's All cool. right. I want to give a shout out to Oracle for saving my life. Yeah. Also, though, um, I own stock in Microsoft. And that was pretty not cash money of you to reject Microsoft. How, how do you have stock? How do you... What is stock? How do you acquire stock? Like... I see Leonardo DiCaprio snorting coke out of somebody's ass, and I'm like, yeah, Wall Street stock. <laughs> Sign me up. I can do that. Is that what you do? With I mean, it, when you own a stock, is that just, does that happen? I mean, not all the time. <laughs> there are other things, But, like, too. you told me last year, you were like, yeah, so this stock I invested in. And I was like, we got to back up. Mm-hmm. It's not hard. Like... I was at that time. I was just using Robinhood, which is like the most basic uh, investing platform you can possibly use. But Robinhood is actually kind of funny because it, I like that it's called Robinhood. Yeah, that's um, funny. 
but it crashes like at least once a week for like sometimes days well, at so, a time. So does the stock market. No, no, no. But like where no one can get on the app to like buy or sell. So like on top of you, the stock market at this point is just like basically completely gambling, at least like the yeah. way a lot of small people like me do it. Um, but like you're also gambling that your app is just going to work so you can like buy or That's sell true. things in the first place. Because you can't, if you can't get online, then like you're just screwed. Yeah. But yeah, investing in the stock market is like not hard. I and don't it's, like, have fun money to, f- to invest. It, you can just fuel your gambling addiction a little bit. It's it's kind of fun. You also like, I don't think you really need that much money to get started. And maybe this is just my privilege coming through. So like what's not really <laughs> that much money to me is like a lot of money, people, which obviously is true in some cases, but like. Even just like a couple hundred bucks, uh, it's kind of a lot, but like in terms of if you're smart and patient, what you can turn that into, it's not that much to put up front. Because what I was taught by my parents is that I should, I don't know if they were predicting that I would get a gambling addiction or something, because I don't know why else you would tell this to like a preteen but I probably asked about it, and my mom, I remember, said to me, never gamble with money that you can't afford to lose. Well, that's the thing. And I was like, yeah. you queen. No, that's I know, that's like basic knowledge, but just hearing my mom say that, I was like, damn, teach no, me yeah. the facts. And so, like, when you're starting in the stock market, that's yeah. 100% true. You don't... I don't have money like, to lose right now, so... But, like, I started a year ago... I made a lot of money over the summer and I was like, okay, I'm putting $500 away and I'm going to use that to just like play around in the stock market. And I, it was like, if I lose it all, I've like made my peace with that. Um, <laughs> and you and did not. I've never, I haven't put more money in since. It's That's just, impre- I've kept, all the money I've made, I've just, I keep taking out profits whenever there are some. And it's just, it's everything that I've made in the past year through the stock market has all come from that initial so, so like if you're smart about it and you're patient it, it doesn't take much so but, if you were a sim one of your traits would be lucky exactly <laughs> just in general in life also <laughs> yeah um that's funny but also the way i invest i would never recommend that strategy to anyone who isn't me. is it a strategy well it's essentially gambling with like <laughs> kind of a strategy i mean no there is a strategy but like isn't everything gambling yeah but there's like (laughs) like betting goldfish with your friends on a hand of blackjack and then like backdoor russian roulette and so you know in terms of like wall street i'm i'm not like pulling the trigger with four bullets in the barrel but I'm not. Re- I'm definitely not like playing it safe. I had this whole scheme when I got to college because I did macro, and believe it or not, I did well in macro and without taking micro. I was like, I'm gonna become a financial journalist, and I'm gonna dismantle Wall Street. That was my you goal. You don't make it very far as a financial journalist. If I that's took your goal. one more econ course, and I was like, oh my god, I want to kill myself. Mm-hmm. I don't think anyone will talk to you. You make it clear that that's your goal. Did you know that um, Neville Papperman from iCarly? Did you watch that show? 
uh, is this the guy who's now a reporter or like a journalist? Yeah, for Wall Street. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Speaking speak of the devil. We always like to give the devil a good shout out on this oh, show. Oh, yeah. Shout out, dad. Long time. <laughs> that is not to my dad's character. I am alluding to the fact that I think my birth father is Satan. And if you're listening to this, please pay child support. <laughs> my mom needs it. Don't we all? I could use some child support. If it, not from my actual parents, because For your chi- they support you me enough child? by loving me. But do I? No, I am the child. Oh. And I need to be. I need to be paid support because this this child could definitely use the support right now. <laughs> big big old mood, right there. Isn't it always? Um, but the kind of investing I do, I trade um, options, which I I assume you probably don't know what those. Yeah. Um. They're not like that complicated, but like if you're not familiar with like how the stock market works, then it's kind of hard to explain. But imagine like I'm just going up to the slot machine every day with like a general idea of if I might win, but still just like today might be the day I lose it all. That's and what that's I, okay. okay. So what you just described is the Mexican standoff my brain cells have with each other every morning before <laughs> I wake up and they're like. We can ruin her life today. Maybe. You, you know, sh- <laughs> at any point, any of us could just decide to like completely sabotage our own lives. And just like, I'm going to go run down Comav like ass naked and like shoot paintball guns at everything I see. And like, I think about this take a, a video. lot more than I should. I, I used to think, like, before I learned the term impulse control, <laughs> I would get these really absurd thoughts. Like, when I was in preschool, for example, I'd be sitting there with my teacher having, like, a one-on-one conversation about, like, butterflies or something. And I would the whole time just be thinking to myself, what if I just flip this table on her? <laughs> or, like, if I was holding a cup of water and, like, a waiter came by to like refill it. What if I just whipped this mm-hmm. at their face? <laughs> what would they do? And I would get terrified. Like I would mm-hmm. shut down because I would think to myself, what if I just lost total control and did it? Like mm-hmm. my biggest fear in life, because I did in high school, like a bunch of activities with like speaking. I was, mm-hmm. or like if I was giving a presentation in class, what if I just in the middle of a sentence, developed Tourette's and was like masturbation but had no awareness <laughs> what would I, ha- what would happen I think about that constantly I don't like I <laughs> not so much things like that but I do have things that I look back on that I did as a child where it's like you're such you're such an idiot you you just absolute moron did you not think through what you were doing for one goddamn second there's one thing well there's a lot of things but the thing i'm gonna say like there's this thing that i feel really bad about specifically i was in second grade and there was this girl who i now realize had a huge crush on me but like hit her up but no at the time i was like (laughs) this girl is just really annoying and always talks to me and never leaves me alone um and so this girl, like, 
got on my nerves so bad because she was always just like there. She was like hopelessly bothered. in love with you. Basically, yeah. Uh, even second grade Liam was just pulling women left and right. Damn. So what I did, and I feel, I have to, I can't stress this enough. I feel so horrible about this. Apologize I, to her right I now. I wrote a hate note about how I hated her and then I tried to get other people to sign it. You and prick! Then, That's and a then, petition! And then get, I gave That's it to her. That's a hate crime! So I, I was like, I hate you and I want you to like leave. And I got like two of my friends to sign it and then I gave it to her. Um, And so naturally I got sent to the principal's office because like, of course, you psychopath. You can't do that Awful. to a person. And just like, if I had stopped and just, like, thought for, like, one second, like, what I am doing to this poor girl that I will be eternally just, like, so sorry to. Just, like, you psychopath. We, um... <laughs> I totally forgot about this. We used to do, in my first grade class, it was actually so sweet. My teacher was from Germany, and she was very into, like, mindful mornings like she wanted us to just chill out and like get a good start to the day believe it or not in the american education system and i remember we would do massage trains so like you turn to the person to your left and like you rub their shoulders for a couple seconds then you turn to the person to the right so like you Mm -hmm. switch well the guy on my right smelled like shit like i yeah and as like a five-year-old, I had no awareness of like. You don't get like the reasons behind that. Correct. Like, and it's just like a kid. It's not. Yeah, his fault, you're just right? like, man, something's off. Yeah. I would manipulate my way out of it, mm-hmm. and I would conveniently, right before we do the massage train, every single morning, have to go to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. That's, That's like, awful. Yeah. That's like, I need to go to confession. I've got my grandma sent my yayasa me holy water mm-hmm. to college because she knows I need it. Mm-hmm. I need to go bathe in that. Like, well, that's so... <laughs> and I think, like, when you're a kid, you just haven't been alive long enough yet to, like, have empathy. For six years, yeah. But, like, you know what I mean? <laughs> it takes more than six years to develop empathy. That's yeah, a fair... Like, yeah, that's you, actually a very you, you funny develop, way to look at it. Well, you develop empathy by, like, other people doing things to you. And you'd be like, yeah. that didn't make me feel so good. And then you're like, oh... I don't want to do that to other people because, like, well, I don't want to make other people feel that way. And but, like, you the, yeah. just haven't had enough experiences to, like, even have that feeling of, like, or that connection. Like, I don't want to make someone else feel bad because, like, yeah. I, you don't well, really understand how that feels. I was going to say that I, my mom has told me that a lot of my teachers would, like, call home or, like, tell her that they were very impressed with, like, my level of empathy when I, it's since been lost. I will say that, <laughs> but like my elementary school had like a huge socioeconomic diversity and there were just a ton of kids from every walk of life, which like for an elementary school, good. Like mm-hmm. that's the experience everybody should have. But I was so unaware of everything. I was just like, y'all are my friends. Like this is an mm-hmm. even playing field. And yeah, just looking back on that, it's like, yeah, well, like now I think I'm a very empathetic person and mine um, is the opposite <laughs> no right. um, but i consider myself a very empathetic person and just like looking back 
like I don't know how I ended up here. Yeah. Because there are just things from That's my funny. childhood that were just like like that, just stone cold. And like I should like and the funniest part about that whole story where I basically sent a girl a hate I didn't base I sent a girl a hate. Liam you. committed a hate um, crime. A little bit yeah, I did. Before it was cool. The crime was that I hated her. Uh, <laughs> and my mom so the elementary school that I went to, my mom worked in that building as a teacher. So just like all of the other teachers must have been like, your child is a sociopath. Just like that you are raising a monster. I feel so bad for her. Just like. So you find out later she didn't actually work at the school. They just wanted her to like keep an eye on you <laughs> and make sure. <laughs> her job was to make sure I didn't yeah. like strangle any of the other kids during recess or something. Recess. That's a whole concept. A whole, a whole concept. Let them loose all after the, eating lunch. All the boys playing football in the yard. After and all, eating, after, and all the girls doing whatever girls did. Yeah, after recess. after eating a hamburger with milk at ten thirty in the morning. I let's send them outside so the girls can be insecure together and the boys can make them feel insecure. I mean this one hundred percent sincerely. What did the girls do during recess? Because I only ever played football with all the dudes, and pretty much every dude I know played either football or basketball during recess, and well, I have no idea what any girl did. Allow me to enlighten you. Okay. My friend group transcended gender. I oh. hung out with everyone. So when I was with my girlfriends, we would do like double dutch. I never did double dutch. I'm, I failed the jump roping unit. You were engine. above double dutch. No, I was so far below. It's not even <laughs> funny. Um, and I'm the ground below them. We would play on the jungle gym. I actually, probably the most like bad bitch move of my life, got in trouble for wearing Crocs on the jungle gym once. What? Because apparently that's hazardous. Um, Interesting. Looking that stylish. <laughs> yeah, but eating blue dye is okay. No. I mean, <laughs> is it not? <laughs> I don't know. Um... Yeah, and then like, oh, chasing boys. That was another fun activity. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, just running around trying See, to, the other trying way to catch them all. Um, the other way around, that's a crime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, being predatorial towards men. Yeah. Um, I mean, not men. People. Like, yeah. we, we, we don't discriminate who we're predatorial um, to on this show. No, I would... Um, yeah, recess... I don't know. Sports. That was it? Double Dutch? We play on the jungle gym. Like, there. what else do you do? I, I don't remember anything before you COVID. You play football I started with rumors. your boys. I started rumors. I was that bitch. And they were always ghost-related. Like, oh, mm. I was haunted in the bathroom. Or like, oh, look under that shed. There's a ghost. Like, mm -hmm. And I actually found out, like, around the time we graduated, somebody was talking about the bathroom at Sylvan Elementary. And they were like, hey... Remember that ghost that hung out in the bathroom? And mm -hmm. I stayed dead silent. I just listened to this conversation unfold. And they were like, yeah, I remember that. Like, was that a rumor? Or did somebody actually, like, see a ghost? And these 17-year-olds were trying to figure out, like, <laughs> if that was fact or fiction. And I revealed myself. And I was like, guys, it was me. I felt like Gossip Girl. I was like, so what happened was I was in the bathroom. And, like, I heard somebody in there but didn't see feet. Mm -hmm. Like, I knew some. I knew I just didn't I couldn't see where they were mm -hmm. but I was like let's omit that detail mm -hmm. and I'm gonna scare the hell out of my friends so I told them 
that I heard someone fully like mm-hmm. piss, flush, wash their hands, get the paper towel, leave, but no one was there. <gasps> and they were like, there's a ghost in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what ghost just uses a bathroom? Like, mm-hmm. uh, so growing up in, this is related, in middle school, we had a substitute teacher who, I'm not saying this to shame her, it's important to the story, um, was very wide. And one day she was coming into class and got stuck in the door frame. <laughs> and for a solid like five seconds. I'm not laughing because I'd be howling. <laughs> um, struggled to get through. Uh, which you have to imagine to a group of uh, 11 year olds and us now as adults is very funny. That's the best thing that could happen to your life at age 11. Yeah. So, Oh, poor woman. Oh my God. That was so fantastical that by the end of the day, like that class had become legendary and like so many rumors about what other things that happened were flying around. The most prevalent of which was, so this substitute also used a cane to walk around. A rumor. (laughs) (laughs) She was not a nice person. Like, I just want to preface. She was horrible. Okay, so let's make fun of her ailments. No, no, no. I'm not trying to. No, no, no. It's not. (laughs) No, no, I understand. I'm just. She was so mean. But anyway. um, That's like, that's a book character. This isn't real. Honest. No, no. That's so funny. I don't want to say her name. No, please do not. I can't out her. But even her name sounds like a book character. You have to believe it. <laughs> anyway, um, another rumor started going around from that class that she bent me over and beat me with her cane, <laughs> like me specifically. Do you call? Do you call her mommy? Uh, as far as I can recall, I did not. Mostly because that didn't actually happen. But like <laughs> by the end of the day, no one was talking about the true thing that had actually happened, which was that she got stuck in the door frame, and this rumor that she had beaten with her cane had <laughs> completely eclipsed it. You. And that was all anyone was talking about it. Un- like years later, and I never like tried to feed into it. I was always like, yeah, no, that didn't actually happen. But like, well, this happened sixth grade, well into high school, people would be like, do you remember that time that substitute teacher beat you with her cane? I was like, yeah, that didn't actually That's happen. That's so much better than my dumbass ghost story. Mm-hmm. Wow. But I just find it, like, the true story, That's which so in funny. some ways is even more insane, is completely forgotten <laughs> because this Frankly, wild Frankly, that, that to me is much more remarkable. Mm-hmm. That is... Maybe that's incredible. The sub was just like, I got to cover this up somehow. I know. I'll start a rumor that I beat one of the kids. Yeah. I remember earlier when we were talking about our grief mm-hmm. and we mentioned that kids are good at repressing memories. Mm-hmm. Maybe it did happen. <laughs> Maybe it did. <laughs> oh I, my God. I was such a little shit in elementary and middle is, school. Like I, as I got older, you're supposed to mature. My like terribleness just changed, like it evolved. Mm. And I remember specifically on career day, I was a know-it-all about space. I was just like, planets are cool. I want to be an astronomer. I don't even know what that means, but get to look in a telescope. And this astronomer came in and for career day and he was telling us about it. And I was trying to like outsmart this astrophysicist. Naturally. I don't even know addition. And he was telling me like all these facts. And I was like, yeah, well, I already know that. 
and just like trying to like one up him on everything. <laughs> and he was talking about his career and he was like, yeah, you know, it's a, uh, it's pretty math heavy. You got to learn a lot of physics and whatever. And I remember just like quietly like rescinding my presence <laughs> out of shame and embarrassment. <laughs> I have, I have another middle school story. This was, um, it would have been sixth grade chorus. Um, chorus. My, cor- my, my chorus class. Uh, there, so chorus in sixth grade was like popping. There were like 50 kids in it. All chorus my friends is, chorus is always popping to the kids who do it. No, no. Like <laughs> the cool kids were in it. Like we were all in it. It was cool. Um, and it was, it was her first year teaching ever. This is her first class ever. Um, a few months into the, the year, the projector, she's like doing something with the whiteboard and the projector like falls on her and I'm pretty sure she like dislocated her shoulder or something. Oh my God. Or I think she broke her collarbone and dislocated her shoulder. And so she's like on the ground in so much pain and she's looking at us like, Someone go get help. Please, like, help me. And just, like, 50 shocked 11-year-olds staring at her, like, eyes wide open. None of us move. Liam. Nobody moved. So I can remember her, like, slowly getting herself up (laughs) and, like, not even, like, crawling, but, like, making her way over to the phone and, like, pulling it down. Like, I need help now. But with just all of us, like, no one doing anything to help her. No one, like, going to get help. Just, like, in a state of shock, like, staring at her. When I was in sixth grade, a teacher at my school had a heart attack. Or no, I was in eighth grade. She was a sixth grade teacher. Mm -hmm. So we went into lockdown. We never knew if we went into lockdown what it was for. They didn't tell us till after because they didn't Mm -hmm. want to scare us. So... Like, the speculations were insane. One girl was like, maybe there's a duck in the building. (laughs) (laughs) Just (laughs) one person was like, maybe there's a shooter. If only. Yeah, yeah. so, like, the possibilities were endless. Gas leak, I don't know. Mm -hmm. No, turns out the science teacher had a heart attack. Well, kids in her class went to the phone, didn't call 911. They called the office. So the office would call 911. Mm-hmm. We had a fucking assembly celebrating the valor of these children who called the office to say <laughs> our teacher had a heart attack. Okay. She might die. But like how old were you? I was 13, they were 11. Yeah, like I as a okay, 11-year-old, so I I would Here's why I'm sharing shocked. this. For the past, like, decade, all of my friends and I have been like, that was so stupid. Those kids didn't deserve that award for, like, responding to someone who almost died. Like, Mm -hmm. really? Okay, cool. Now that you tell me this, and I think about the stupidity of Mm 11-year-olds, good for those kids. I hope they became firefighters or first responders Mm -hmm. because... Well, (laughs) one thing I learned from a sort of young age my sister is so much better in a crisis than i am in a crisis i just like panic and i don't really know what to do and i kind of just like freeze up there was one time where it was we were living in an apartment i think and the our toaster like set on fire and so i start like panicking and i go to get water to like put it out and she's like no no, no liam and she completely level-headed like 100 calm she's like no liam you can't put water in an electrical fire and she just like goes and gets like a rag and like throws it over and it like smothers the fire and goes out she was like seven and i was probably like 14 at this time and she still like handled it 
complete like no stress whatsoever just like knew what to do immediately and i was like running around with like a chicken with my head cut off (laughs) you call the police you don't even call the right i mean abolish the police also oh yeah that's true you call the police to tell them fuck you guys (laughs) (laughs) uh i'd like to report a crime but i'm not gonna tell you guys what it was (laughs) you figure it out pig are you if you're so good at your job figure it out hey pussy (laughs) (laughs) time to start earning that paycheck i'm gonna call 911 right now (laughs) hey pussies listen up (laughs) there's a new sheriff in town it's me Time to earn that Buddy, paycheck. I'd be such a good cop. I would just show up and raise my eyebrows and be like, can you guys shut the fuck up? <laughs> um, how does that make you a good cop? It doesn't. Mm. It makes me a great cop because I would have the will to rip my badge off, stomp on it, and say, fuck the police. Good. If only more police officers were more <laughs> In like you. solidarity. But can you also show up to every crime 45 minutes late? And be completely unhelpful. Yeah, seriously. Um, yeah. Did your high school have a police officer who's just like worked at the high school? Like a, I think ours was called a school resource officer. How much can I say on this thing? It's not like he's going to listen. And I'm not going to say his name. He's yeah, Make up a fake name. I want to actually say this directly to every police department out there. Next time they ask for funding. Um, our D.A.R.E. officer... Taught us rape cheats on Grand Theft Auto, ladies and gentlemen. Is that true? Have a good night. That's the most horrifying thing I've ever. Isn't heard that in my entire so life. disturbing? Oh my god. Yeah, like on G. First of all, I love GTA. GTA is a great game if you play it right. I didn't know that that was a thing. I didn't know that you could have sex with prostitutes without uh, consent on GTA uh, until I learned that through Dare. That's the most... Well, that makes my lighthearted story A-cab, way everybody. darker. I don't even want to... T- my story was very whimsical. Shift gears. I don't want to tell you. You can anyone. edit that out. Well, no. I mean, it, it's very powerful. But um, we had a school... Yeah, don't edit that out. That's the problem. Anyway. He, he was kind of a funny guy. I mean, not like funny, but like funny in a way that we laughed at him a lot. And um, he wasn't like a bad guy. He was nice. He was just... Um, I don't know. It's like the administration. You, you clown on the administration. A goofball. Right? Yeah. Well, no, you, I know what Everyone you mean. just like clowns It's a on. farce. They're clowns. They're dunces. But he had this like legendary presentation that he would do every year in this like suburbia main town. And it was the difference between drug trafficking and drug furnishing. No other information on drug safety whatsoever, by the way. Like nothing else. Literally just, all right, I have a joint here. I give my joint to my friend. That is drug trafficking. However, if he gives me money, this is now drug furnishing. And like, explain, that's good to know. I don't actually know if that's correct. It might be the other way around. I don't know. <laughs> um, see, it didn't even it didn't even work Oof. because I don't know the difference. But uh, all I know is if you get get money for it, it's like you go to jail for a lot longer. But like, of all the things to teach teenagers about drug safety. That you shouldn't be receiving money for giving other yeah. people drugs is probably the worst one. Because then you can't even start a small business, which yeah. is the backbone of Entrepreneurial our Entrepreneurial out here. 
It's not discouraging drug use. It's discouraging small business ownership. You know why I do drugs? Why? Because I didn't win that dare essay in fifth grade, and I should have. <laughs> I do drugs in spite of my dare officers. Your dare officer shows up with like baggies of pot, like who's ready to party? Yeah, basically, that's basically what our dare officer was like. Who here um, wants to prove they're cool, not a friggin' narc? <laughs> you call me a narc, narc? Your dare officer to like your little twelve year old, like if you're a cop, you know you have to tell me. <laughs> Legally, you have to tell me. I never had um, dare in my school, though. That Well, that explains the incessant drug use. For me? <laughs> Mom, I swear I don't. No, um, dare was like, I think they, they started us early. I think I remember doing it in fifth grade, and there was like this big essay um, that everybody bullshitted, and it's just like, why I don't do drugs. Um, maybe because um, I was that, I'm in no, fifth grade. I was that kid in like seventh grade. We had to do this project, and it's like, what's your anti drug? And I actually. The grind. T- no, to be funny, I was like Zoloft or something, like some prescription drug. Mm-hmm. And I got my ass beat by like every <laughs> teacher. <laughs> but I was like, I'm just being funny. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I Meanwhile, have- I have. I've noticed in the vodka on my bedside table, I have backwash in it. And I was like, it's kind of <laughs> terrible. <laughs> um, oh, I, well, good morning. <laughs> you're, that made me think of an essay I wrote for AP Lang sophomore year. It was like the end of the year and I was so burnt out and just like frustrated with everything. My teacher was like, okay, um, everyone, we're going to spend this entire class writing an essay. But if you already... So we had to write three essays within like two weeks, but only two of them would count for our grade. And I had already handed in two that I was like really happy with. So I was like, all right, I don't actually have to hand in this essay. Yeah. I'm like, I don't care. So I ended up just like popping off for like an hour and venting all of my frustrations about the class onto this like piece of paper. And I ended up writing like four pages, just like this class sucks and I hate it. And just like spelling out like specific things I hated about the class and just like on and on and on and on and on. We get to the end of the period, and my teacher's like, all right, everyone, hand in your papers now, please. Um, Even if this isn't the one you want to be written, I'd still love to read them just to see what you guys wrote about. And I was just like... That's messy. She set you up. Oh, no. So... um, Oh, my God. I ended up just, like, not turning anything in. Just like, yeah, if you all ask me about it, I'll think of a live end, but I can't... I'm not in a mental state to think of something right now. The most metal thing I've ever witnessed in my life was in sixth grade English. This guy who lived across the street from me, we were good friends. He was a troublemaker. Mm-hmm. And he, my teacher like reprimanded him for something because he was just being a jackass. And in the back of the classroom, he called her a bitch. And oh. she heard him. Oh. And she said, oh. excuse me, what did you say? Like, over, like, peering over her glasses. And he was like, oh, I didn't say anything. And she was like, oh, I heard what you said. Say it to my face. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> it was like, like, take him out back, fuck him up, hold my earrings. Like, that was like, we went through the motions. I would actually just wet myself and if he, someone said well, that he, to me. He looked like he did because he was trying to hold it in. He was just like... I, he was like, I'm not saying it. And she was like, if you just said it, say it to my face. Oh my she God. took him out in the hall. 
And oh. I don't know what happened in the hall, but I would pay three years worth of tuition to have been there. Oh like, my God. Mrs. Kern, you a bad bitch. Shout out to Mrs. Kern. <laughs> fucking mom. Long time like, friend fuck of the Fuck it up. Um, well, that feels like as good a place as any to leave things off. Uh, if you listened, again, thank you so much and for the support on the show. You got any last words? Yeah, if you came back for this, uh, give yourself a break, drink some water, take a nap. This is a lot. All right. See you later. <laughs> thank you.